Hi everybody, Tim Anderson here, the Appraiser's Advocate. It's great to be with you and today we're talking real estate appraisal. So, the question today is, should appraisers take university-level classes in report writing? We're going to talk about that today. I'm going to ask some questions first, so stick around. Question number one, is a poorly written real estate appraisal report misleading, at least as far as USPAP, the GSEs, and your state appraisal board are concerned? Let's find out. Here's USPAP's definition of misleading. Quote, intentionally or unintentionally misrepresenting, misstating, or concealing relevant facts or conclusions, unquote. But to mislead includes the word lead. It implies the appraiser has an ethical responsibility to lead the client where the facts took the appraiser, rather than take the client nowhere at all. Therefore, it is logic-based to conclude that if we fail to lead the client to a credible value conclusion, then, in that failure, we as appraisers have, indeed, misled the client. We communicate the appraisal via the report we send to the client. So, is the writing in the report, the communication of our analyses to the client, clear? Or, is it misleading? Is the writing in the report clear? credible, and persuasive, or does it merely serve further to confuse the client? Does the written summary of our appraisal efforts lead the client logically and credibly to the same value conclusion as the one we reached? If not, why? Not to lead the client to a credible value conclusion is never our conscious intent. Yet the definition of misleading does not allow for our intentions. We either mislead or we do not. We either lead the client logically, credibly, persuasively to our value conclusion or we do not. So, how do we make sure we lead the client and the intended user, if there is one, accurately, reliably, and logically to a credible value conclusion? Here's a fact. We appraisers write. We communicate. We persuade for a living. And we do these, typically, five to ten times each week. Ethically, therefore, we must be proficient at writing, communicating, and persuading. Each have a scientific component, yet they are also arts. Therefore, we must be masters of both the art and the science of these to avoid misleading the client. Nevertheless, we appraisers have no training in either the art or the science of writing, communicating, or persuading, despite how central they are to our professional purpose as real estate appraisers. Yet, despite this total lack of training, state appraisal boards hold appraisers to a high standard when it comes to communicating the results of our appraisal analyses. That standard is there must be nothing misleading in an appraisal report. And remember, to mislead the client can be as benign and unintentional as merely failing to lead the client anywhere at all. How do we know this? Because SR 2-3, Standard Rule 2-3, instructs us that every statement of fact in an appraisal report must be both true and correct. Why? Simply so we do not mislead the client. Every statement of fact must have a clear point. Every statement of fact must have a clear point. 
Therefore, every statement of fact in an appraisal report must have a predicate, a premise or statement, and then a logical conclusion. Let me give an example. A predicate is, quote, given as measurements, the subject site is rectangular, unquote. The purpose of the predicate is to set the stage for the statement that must follow it immediately. Otherwise, there is no connection between the predicate and the statement or the premise. Following this predicate is the statement or premise. Here is such a statement, quote, Rectangular is a typical shape for vacant sites in the subject's neighborhood, unquote. In turn, the statement or premise sets the stage for the conclusion. The conclusion must flow from the premise and then relate directly to the property's highest and best use, marketability, and or final value conclusion. Finally, based on this predicate and premise, the inevitable conclusion is, quote, the subject's shape and location in this neighborhood contribute to its highest and best use, both as vacant and as improved, unquote. Here's another example. Quote, the subject market shows a high demand for residential properties in the subject's neighborhood. Over time, this high demand has pushed prices up. Because of these two factors, therefore, the market supports an upward time adjustment. Unquote. The precedent sets the stage for the statement or premise. In turn, the statement or premise sets the stage for the conclusion. The conclusion must be the inevitable result of the statement and the premise. Now, let's consider some examples of misleading statements commonly found in appraisal reports. Quote, the adjustments are as shown. Unquote. This statement means nothing. Therefore, it does not lead the client anywhere. In that it does not lead the client anywhere, by definition, it effectively misleads the client. Here's another one. Quote, comps are not adjusted after two months before the appraisal's effective date. Unquote. Frankly, there may be a good reason to take this step. But the misleading part is when there is no market-based explanation as to why the appraiser chose to take this step. What is the market support for this conclusion? Since these two statements are common, we need to ask ourselves some questions. How do appraisers become better writers? How do we communicate our conclusions to our clients? How do we become more persuasive in and of the credibility of our analyses? A university-level writing class would help to overcome this inherent lack of appraisal training and communication. No CE classes cover report writing to this depth. CE classes on report writing are generally oriented toward filling out an appraisal reporting form, but not in summarizing the critical thinking essential in a real estate appraisal. When all is said and done, appraisers do not intend to mislead, but we are not trained writers. So if we do mislead, that is probably unintentional. But even our best intentions won't save us. We have to save ourselves. Proactively, we must choose to take that writing class to learn how to write, how to communicate, and how to persuade. Our appraisals must be credible, accurate, reliable, and reproducible. 
Our appraisal reports must not mislead the client. Even before we agree to accept an appraisal assignment, we imply we are competent to communicate the results of our analyses credibly. When we sign the certification, that's Standard Rule 2-3, when we sign the certification, we certify that we have complied with our ethical responsibilities to appraise credibly and communicate non-misleadingly. Therefore, appraisers should take university-level classes in report writing. Your state would likely give you CE credit for taking such a class in report writing from a properly accredited institution. Again, when we write a report, we have no intent to mislead. However, we are not trained writers. But if we do mislead, that act is probably unintentional. Nevertheless, our intentions won't save us. By definition, they're irrelevant. We must proactively save ourselves. May I recommend that you take that university-level writing class? In it, you'll learn how to communicate clearly, accurately, reliably, reproducibly, and persuasively. We owe our clients at least the ability to communicate clearly to them the results of our analyses. To answer the question with which we began this podcast, yes. The appraiser would be wise to take university-level report writing classes, and soon, too. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the appraiser's advocate. Contact me at tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. It'll be a pleasure to hear from you and an honor to know you. I appreciate you listening. Please let me extend my best to your family. And we're clear. Oh, no, we're not. Sorry about that. Are your professional fees professional enough? Now we're clear. Thanks.